0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with.
2: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
2: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
1: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
2: Zoom etiquette or video conferencing etiquette. Like, allow the person to choose to turn on their camera and whatnot.
3: I hear you, but I don't think anybody's getting on Zoom thinking it's not a video call. Uh... Are you? Is are you telling me that you do this? What was that? On Zoom calls, like, and you have your camera off, and you're just nude.
1: What was that dude that got uh, fired from the (laughs) fucker?
3: Jeffrey Tubin I think yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Toobin. CNN or the New Yorker or both? Yeah. what
1: were they calling him Lubin Tubin <laughs> 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 that man that man logged on and logged in on the zoom call <laughs> he was getting busy on there and I'm not laughing because that's terrible <laughs> that's just
2: kind of funny no. oh it's funny it's funny and then you have to go on TV and explain what happened and apologize for it but imagine, why don't we- imagine go wait
1: imagine going on CNN they trying to explain that, like, yo, listen, got on the Zoom call, uh, got that feeling, and went to work. I, I'm not even. I, I thought they were a bit too harsh on him. You, you, so you don't think that he should have gotten fired for that?
3: No. This, I'm so worried about your opinion on that, coupled with the fact that you. Want a little heads up when the cameras like I don't know if you understand that is
1: funny, Tony. Come on. What
3: what you're dealing with here Zoom. No, no, no. What you you need to treat. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Mm -hmm. at least, at least as it pertains to sports adjacent LLC, and this would be helpful advice to you in your other Mm -hmm. endeavors too. Treat treat these like in-person meetings when you're on Zoom. Okay. So don't don't log on not wearing pants, Tony. that's that that is a good practice to have, but no, no no, I'm no, doing, no, no. There, no, 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 no. There's no, there's no, no butt. There isn't a butt. Let, let you me expand to the
2: conversation. This is what <laughs> I do. Expand conversations. All right. Expand right to the HR office, too. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm Hopefully doing that's
3: the only thing is
2: offering a bit of grace to people. He thought his camera was off. He thought he was in a private moment. It just no, so happened didn't. that he the camera wasn't off. In a private moment, would we be bashing him? no no exactly but so he, tony, to his tony, to his thought he thought he was in a private moment
1: but he so, said he said that tony but i don't know if he was i think that might
2: have been so man so so you thought my man was like all right guys well we're taking a you know 15 minute break all right let me just whip it out like i don't think like who thinks that way he had this job out for here so now. many no, years no come on he had Tony's this position t- for so many years he he thought today was going to be the day that he was going to do what he was going to do. I don't believe that. That's Tony's not logical.
3: Right. Tony's right about that part of it, but it's an accident that you can't allow to happen.
2: Here's my thing. like, But I think two things can be right at the same time. I don't I think, think he purposely did that. I think you
1: know how the hub works. You should know how Zoom works. That's
2: this my was, argument. This was near the beginning of, of Zoom conferencing. And he's an older gentleman.
3: You know, this is no, no I reject I that. I no, care. no, no. I totally reject that. No, I know that Thanks. Zoom is new but video calls, FaceTime's been around for like 10 years. Right, Google Meet, yeah, all that stuff, no. Skype. Zoom, Zoom acts like they invented video conferencing and we're, and we're glad to have Zoom. You know, we're in business with Zoom. We use Zoom, we have a subscription to do our thing here. And if they want to advertise, that'd be great. But Zoom, you didn't invent video conferencing. They
2: didn't, but again, I don't think that was purposeful. That's not what a logical person would do when they have a job and a, a very fairly, public job too. You but don't I don't get, think he was out here. Here's my thing though. You don't get to choose what offends me. So
1: if you whipping your meat out on Zoom offends <laughs> me, I'm going to HR. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's an accident you can't have happen. I agree. Like I, I don't I think that's a but one of an accident. But I'm not saying he shouldn't done. be
2: punished for the accident, but it was an accident. So he I don't think he be done. he, he wasn't fired. Ultimately he wasn't fired. He just had to come on TV and and and, and apologize for it. I so do think that th- I think that's a bigger punishment than like I think having to go on TV
1: and say yo I was I was going to work on Zoom I do think that's more embarrassing therefore I think that's an appropriate punishment Yeah
2: shame should be the yeah, punishment. You got not shame. not anything you know, taking away of his jobs and opportunities, like shame should be the is the justified punishment.
3: We spent way more time on this than we should have, and I can't believe I'm about to start the show by reminding you one more time, Tony. Do not get on a Zoom call unless you are fully dressed. Okay, treat it like that. Also, Welcome this to Sports not, okay. Adjacent. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. Where we have
1: sit down, Tony. I don't know. <laughs> sit down. Nobody needs to see what pants options you had on. Because yeah, you know, I don't, don't, don't think for a second there. I was concerned because I'm HR at Sports Adjacent LLC. Right.
3: Yeah. So, what is, is this your new thing, Tony? That you want to derail every time I try to start the show? Uh, no, I just okay. like the, how we do the show.
2: You know, we smooth yeah. a little bit, we get getting the vibe, get lubed up. Okay. Lube,
1: no, you know, no, oh, no, we, we don't, don't let you start the show. You come here talking about getting lubed up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we need don't to go do to a that fine. Either, Tony. Stop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Russ and I have discussed a fine system for him, which is mostly just to um make russ feel a little better i mean i'm talking like nickels and dimes probably but at least russ when when russ russ is usually the one that writes tony's check and if russ could instead of writing for the normal amount write such and such amount and 43 cents i think russ would feel a little bit better about that it'd be a small price to pay for his sanity um but it'd be well deserved so tony let me let me start the show please do you mind yeah, yeah. I think Can I start my cool. show? Can yeah, I start we got our show, up. mine yeah, and yeah, Russ's?
2: We're cooking with
1: gas
3: right now. Okay. You, you yeah. know, I, need, I need you to stop saying lubed up and doing that little body roll. <laughs> well, he said cooking with gas. It was better that time. Welcome to Sports Adjacent, where we have a very strict policy about nudity on Zoom calls. And uh, Tony, you will be dismissed if you don't follow it. I'm Jason Leisure, my co host, Russ Dorsey, coming to us live from Cincinnati, where he is covering the Cubs sad slog to the end of the season and our producer who uh you know the definition of producer is someone that enhances the show uh but tony will do whatever he considers his job to be today on our show welcome question am i the littest producer in sports content
2: creation
1: uh i mean i don't know who else is out there Uh but but from those that i know i think you you do outstanding work and you push conversations forward maybe not in the way that I, we always want but what, what, what compliment is he fishing
3: forward. for here though he
1: wants to he wants us to say that he's the the best content no no creator, just, just, creator. The okay. latest, just the latest just the lit the most lit
2: yeah
3: i want uh, to be the
1: most lit how is that
3: defined
2: um uh, this this could be actually a segment of what does that mean I think um, there's
3: no, I know what that word means, but I think there's a lot of, I think it covers a wide range. So how are you defining it in this case?
2: Um, probably essentially what Russ is saying. Just, you know, push God. All he, he did was repeat it, it back to you. Okay, yeah. No conversations forward. And, you know,
3: in, in couple of basis. This is like, if I uh, was asking my wife, if I'm more attractive than movie stars. No, I don't. I don't think you're the littest sports uh, producer in the entire country. Oh, man. Do you really come in here thinking that of yourself? Yeah, you don't you, you got said, to? I, I agree that you should. I
1: like. Okay. I think you think that you're the best at what you do, and have you that should
3: control. think that even if uh, we don't.
1: No, I agree with. it. I agree with <laughs> okay. that. All right,
3: okay. Wait, I'll ask Tony this:
1: in the battle of the gills mm-hmm. between you and our our good friend, friend of the show,
2: Billy Gill, mm-hmm. who's more lit? Ooh, I think I think I'm more lit. I think Billy plays it super safe on everything. Um I'm I'm here to be the delirious. I don't know Oh, think, I get it I now. So lit
3: it. means lit means wild and completely irresponsible with no thought to consequences of any kind. Well then, yes you are. And on that note, I'd like to thank Obvious Shirts our sponsor. You can get over there and get some sports adjacent merch. Our t-shirt t-shirt collection is over there. They've got lots of bears, cubs, all kinds of stuff on there too. And uh, I always want to remind you that you can get 10% off your entire order by using promo code adjacent 10 and they already have free shipping. So 10% off plus free shipping, pretty good deal over there at obvious shirts for us.
1: I want to ask you guys since the last time I've saw, however you guys been Tony, I, Tony, I heard your girlfriend's voice for the first time Mm -hmm. uh, on a recent podcast that you did. And would it offend you if I said, your girlfriend sounded fine on the podcast? <laughs> so I want to congratulate
2: you on that. Was this was, <laughs> this was this recent or was this like, cause I had a, a, my ex-girlfriend on a podcast. No,
1: no, no, this was the one that came out like uh, over the weekend. Oh, okay, okay. You and, uh, Ronji and Roki, which you can okay, also be yeah, on yeah. Uh, the House of L Network. Yeah. Um, young Steph, I definitely heard young Steph's voice. I'm like, all right, Tony, I see you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh- <laughs> Tony, did you try to call that podcast like "How to Be Best Friends" or "How to Be a Better Friend" or something?
2: Yeah, it's it's "How to Be a Better Friend."
3: No, that's not the name. No, of that. I know. Not, I know that was that's rejected. What it, that's what I that wanted is, to do. Yeah, I know that Lawrence specifically told you, you guys you could not call it that. How did you come up with such a bad name? Somebody that creates podcasts for a living and understands this medium better than you know the the litest podcast producer mm-hmm. in the country. As you think of yourself, how mm-hmm. did you come up with something that is? Almost a complete sentence for the title of your show.
2: Well, it's uh, it's multi-layered there, Jason. Um, see, what we, we we try to do in the creative arts is give people multiple things to feast on, and the "How to Be the Better Friend" podcast, as I like to call it, it's not is it is a layered piece, Jason. Um, it's a for, long name for a podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's is extremely long to annoy the audience, obviously. Um, Always a
3: good goal. Always a good ambition uh, when you're uh, trying to market something to people mm -hmm. is to uh, irritate the heck out of them Mm -hmm. while doing so. And it's layered because as you
2: hear our conversations amongst our friend group, you will learn how to be a better friend through our friendship.
3: Are are there instructions on the show of how to be a better friend? or You guys just hang out on there and then that's what you call it. How to be a better friend.
2: Yeah, we just hang out and then okay, hopefully right. can get the vibes on how to be a better friend. But we have, we have we have questions. We have questions we ask each other, you know, in terms of like, ah, I wonder what this make me a good friend or Does me doing this makes me a good friend. So, ultimately you will learn. It comes out sporadically every weekend sporadically, so just look for that on your house of belvie.
1: Shout out to uh my guy Chris Ranzi and uh Melissa Rakaitis. So, we've never I've never met uh Rokey before, but She's funny, um, so that that's how yeah that's how Tony's week went you know, swell. Tony was on the uh the internet you know doing what Tony does so I always know Tony's in a good headspace when I see him.
3: Who runs that show by the way, Tony? Who who's in oh. charge of that show? Um, I think it's Chris Ranji. Okay, but and how does how does he handle all of the things that you do here that Russ and I tell you you can't do? Or do you exactly just like? like- What was that?
1: He does it exactly like us. Like, what do you think right now? So you're (laughs)
3: constantly hearing on that from someone else is constantly telling you that you can't be doing this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just add them Um, to the list of people that are wrong. huh,
2: Yeah. I just look, you're going to get Tony wherever, you know, you're just going to you're just going to have a deal with it. Like, I mean, if you're my friend, you will understand who I am and how I am. And then you just adjust and then everything's fine.
3: I liked that as your friend, I didn't like it so much once it became part of our business. Anyway, Russ, to your question, I've had a a very mixed week. It's an interesting scenario for me where I am just absolutely loaded with work. I have so much to do right now, daily coverage of the bears. Plus we have to get all this stuff done for the season preview. Meanwhile, my wife and daughters are on vacation in California at the beach. And normally I like that because not that I want to get away from them. I love them. And that's really what I do most of the time is hang out with them. Right. But I also don't mind three to five days of the house to myself mm-hmm. with nothing to do. It's quiet. It's great. But I'm having to spend all that time on work right now, which is just as well because it makes it easier to get the work done. Um, while they are at the incredible Hotel Del in Coronado, California a resort, like one of the nicest resorts in the country, I'm here just working 16 hours a day and taking care of the two dogs by myself. And so the dogs are kind of at a resort uh, right now, provided by me because taking care of the dogs basically means I work for the dogs. Like I gotta feed them, I gotta give them activities like exercise and throwing a tennis ball and you know clean up after them uh, outside. And like our one of our dogs, whenever she wants to go outside, she just goes and stands by the door and barks and stares at me, just like, you know, open the door, dumbass. And (laughs) I I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not really a dog person. And that's always confusing to people when they hear that I I have two dogs, but I'm not really a dog person um, because I didn't, I'm not the one that got these dogs. So uh, I am here with the house to myself, except for the fact that I am, uh, working two jobs between covering the bears and taking care of these dogs.
1: That's a, uh, that more, like a long week.
3: Are you a cat person, Jason? No, I, I prefer my animals to be at the zoo or in the wild. I don't need animals living in my house. I'm with Jason, man. Yeah. Russ is either allergic to dogs or claims that he is. And either one is fine. I'm actually allergic. It's, it's totally fine. I'm actually uh, I am allergic to cats. But I would probably tell people I was, even if I wasn't, just to avoid being around cats. Mm. Um, Uh, How's your week, Russ? (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you.
1: (laughs) It's been a rough one. Um, I have had an
2: interesting week. Um, You lost somebody from the harem? What'd you say? I said you (laughs) lost somebody from the harem? Tony, stop.
1: (laughs) no. Oh my God, Uh, some travel here and there. Uh, Just one of those weeks where it's just that things just don't go your way. And uh, I found myself, you know, you get angry sometimes at just a situation out of your control. Had one of those moments and I can't say what it was, but several times throughout Jason and I, our, uh, my friendship, Jason has to like calm me down. And it doesn't happen often, but this weekend was one of those weekends where I just sent him a, a text message that said, dude, dot, dot, dot. And then I go off for like four straight messages and then he calls me. Yeah, And it was so bad that I hate being the person, I hate the person at the airport that like talks on the phone in the line at TSA. Yep, But I turned into that guy because I was that mad. I was so mad that I was yelling in the phone, not at Jason, but with yeah, him. about something else. Right. And then said, hey, bro, give me 45 seconds while I put my phone through the uh, machine to scan it <laughs> and then came back and then went off again. So it was a uh, it was an interesting week.
3: I'm the uh, I'm the Jack Haley to your Dennis Rodman. Are uh, you guys too young to get that reference? No, I, No, I, I got it. I got it. Thank you. Um, Jack Haley was a, a guy who, for those of you who don't know, this is like 25 years ago. And I can't remember how much they covered this on The Last Dance. Uh, Jack Haley, unfortunately, no longer with us. He died in 2015. Uh, otherwise, I'm sure he would have been really an, a very interesting guy to talk to about The Last Dance. Um, but he was a guy who, who barely ever played. and But his job was basically there. Everybody kind of thought his job. And he was he always bristled at this. Everybody kind of thought his job was to... Calm down, Dennis Rodman, when Rodman would get a little too uh, Rodman-y.
1: I, I wanted to, you know, talking about this, you being the Jack Haley to my Dennis Rodman, I want you to describe for, for the fine folks out there, like what is it like when I get in a situation and as Jason, who loves his dogs, just had to get up because <laughs> the dogs started barking. And I know he's extremely... Uh, pissed off right now. Um, but on that note, Jason, tell, tell the fine folks out there what it's like when I get in one of those situations where you have to calm me down. Russ, people
3: like you need friends like me and, <laughs> and vice versa and vice versa, by the way, because I am very level. I usually can take emotion out of a situation and just look at the concrete facts of what needs to happen here what did happen, whatever, you know, like we go through some highs and lows since we've gone through some highs and lows, since we've started this business, there's been some, some days and some uh, some days where it was more of a struggle. And you are someone, I think that kind of rides those waves way up when things are good and kind of get a little down when things are not so good. And I just kind of like cut through all that. Um, But and so I, I mean, I think in a way our friendship makes a lot of sense, business wise and personally, because I level you out a lot of times. But there's also a lot of times where your excitement about something, usually in a positive way, gets me very excited about something. Kind of like you know stirs up something in me that gets me going a little bit. So those, you know those those are compatible personalities. I've had this role in other friendships uh, that wouldn't surprise you. I the, when I think of Jack Haley and Dennis Rodman. I think back to my twelve-year-old little league team, and I was on the Padres. Did you guys have um, teams like that? Were you playing for like you know major league knockoff teams, or were you playing for like uh, Gill's bail bonds or whatever?
1: No, major league knockoff team. Okay, I, I couldn't afford baseball, so <laughs> thank you, Tony. Um, I couldn't afford baseball. <laughs> it's an expensive sport. I'll, I'll give him that. But yes, it's not uh,
3: hockey or golf. Okay. But okay, what what teams did you play on, Russ?
1: Uh, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Red Sox,
2: the A's. Uh, that's it. Seems like, seems like uh, MLB should have been suing you, little jerks, for
1: copyright infringement. You suing? You said we're gonna sue kids now for?
2: Hey, don't steal. That's a, that's a <laughs> lesson kids need to learn too. Thank you.
1: We used thank to get
3: you. the hats and everything, but we had uh, on our twelve-year-old team, we had this guy. Eric Sauer, who was awesome. I mean, this guy went on to be a very good high school athlete, good at football, basketball, baseball, everything, just great athlete, great athlete, but uh, extremely hot-headed. Yeah. Like it, man, if he got a call third strike, like God bless that 14 year old umpire for whatever was coming his way. And big part of my friendship with him was kind of keeping him out of whatever was coming in those scenarios. And then, we had uh, when I was in college, we had an intramural basketball team. And by the time you've hit that point, like you, you're you still you don't have actual competitive sports to play mm. in college unless you're a D1 athlete. Uh, and, but you also aren't at that phase like I'm at now at 37, where if I played in a rec league basketball uh, league, I would I would understand it's just a game. So you're kind of caught in between. You're taking intramural basketball way too seriously. And uh, I had this friend. Who was completely nuts in, in many ways. And his name was Case, fittingly, uh, because he was a head case. And Case had been thrown out of the intramural league because of too many confrontations with officials. And the officials are other college kids, by the way, these are your classmates, these are not professional referees. Right. Uh, it's too bad because case was very good. We needed him. He was kind of a, he was kind of a big guy kind of could play low in the post and do a lot of things that, uh, that I can't do. And I go to the head of the intramurals and I'm like, Hey, case is a good guy. blah, blah, which isn't true, uh, in that regard, like he didn't mean to do this, which isn't true. He, He is a good guy, but he, uh, this, what he, what he got in trouble for is something that completely fits what he would do. Um, and I talk him into like, okay, if case writes an apology. Will you let him back in for intramurals so he can, you know, play with us in the playoffs? And the guy, the guy agrees. And I'm sure he regretted that almost immediately uh, because Case was completely unwilling to write an apology. I had to write that and uh, sign his name to it. And they said, okay, Case can play. First game back about five minutes into the game. uh, I'm running down the court. And I turn around looking for case and there he is at the complete other end of the court with the referee whom he has grabbed by the shirt collar with both hands. What? So that was it for case.
1: Yeah. that. See, I don't, I want people out there to know that's not where my level of anger taking.
3: <laughs> yeah. I've had crazier friends is the point. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so kind of, you know, leveling you out is uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's in my capacity. I got that.
1: I was gonna say like I don't get angry often, right? So if, if something gets me up like mad, it has to be like almost pretty you know, pretty serious. And I'm as Jason has <laughs> found out, because I tell him this over the phone, mm-hmm. I'm a big respect person, right? Just just the way you talk to me is very important. Like I don't talk to people any type of way because I don't think you should talk to human beings any type of way. Yes. And I don't think people should talk to me any type of way. So when I have a situation where somebody does talk to me any type of way, that's when I get mad. Um, and so that was my weekend. It was Jason calm, calming me down and saying like, hey man, like look, it's over, whatever, let's move on, tomorrow's another day, et cetera. And it worked for about Thirty
3: minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Some of that comes with age though, man, like some of it, you just can't. And I'm sure that somebody who is 57 or 67 could tell me the same thing at 37 that you can't, there's no way to have perspective on things until you are just, until you gain that through age, like you can learn from other people's decisions you can be extremely smart but perspective is a hard thing to have until you have like just earned that through the process of life mm-hmm. so when you're your age and you have a bad week that feels like forever but when you're 37 and you have a bad week it's just a week I mean there's so many weeks if you have a bad month that's not really a long time it feels like a long time when you're in it but it really isn't in the big picture
1: we we should change the name of this podcast to therapy with Jason leisure yeah.
3: Or how about uh, how to be a better friend? <laughs> Our opening segment there got a little serious and that's okay. We can do that sometimes, but I, th- I feel like we need to, well, l- I feel like it's a good time to punch things up with something a little more fun. Oh, that's that, fair. fair. I mean, it's always a good time to do that, but I, I want to talk about celebrity sightings and I Find this fascinating seeing celebrities do stuff like like just like us, just like us normals. And sometimes you see like People magazine, it, it there'll be a picture of uh, Reese Witherspoon walking out of Starbucks. And it's like she's just like us celebrities doing normal people things. So I thought if we could go through and this can't be like like this can't be something assignment related. Like I was assigned at one point to go interview Snoop Dogg. I can't put that on the list, but if I saw Snoop Dogg, uh, you know, ahead of me in line at Target. Now, there you go. Now we got something I'm interested in. So let's go through these. Let's see. Let's each come up with five celebrity sightings. And I want you to give them to me from, you know, like least interesting to most.
1: So you, so it, we, because we're all we all covered sports, so it can't be somewhere where we were for work. So, like you covered LeBron, so obviously LeBron can't be on. Yeah, your list. right. And Tony can't say like Jim Boylan, his guy. <laughs> 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 and I can't say like Mike Trout or somebody like that. Got Right.
3: Him. Yes. Thank okay. you. Yes. All I I've so wait, wait, glad that you mentioned Tony, Jim Boylan. Jim Tony Boylan celebrity. Me up,
1: man. Tony celebrity being Jim Boylan is is hilarious. Cause I know he loves Jim Boylan, and I know Jim Boylan loves Tony.
3: Yes. <laughs> Hashtag yes. thanks, Tone. <laughs> that is my favorite thing of the. In fact, it's the only thing I liked at all about the Jim Boylan era. Russ was the time he signed off a press conference with like a wink and a finger gun, saying, "Thanks, Tone."
2: to playoffs, or is it switched to kind of developing? Huh. Yeah, I've changed my goals. You no, know, we're gonna we're gonna keep trying to fight for the playoffs. That's what I said day one. We're gonna keep doing
0: that and develop and teach and coach. Thanks, Tone.
3: <laughs> no, no, did he click his teeth when he did it too? Did he go? <laughs> no, don't tell do me. Click his <laughs> teeth, or was it just thanks, tone? tone? What did I he think, say? I think
2: it was just the thanks, Tone.
3: I love it. I love it. He
2: loved Jim, you. Jim Boylan made me a celebrity locally. So I no. appreciate you. All right. We're done. No. We're done with that. my God. Go ahead. Go ahead That's Jason. It's not true. about made him a. Celebrity. All right.
3: Tony, why don't you go first?
2: All right. Um, I'm going to start with the, the least interesting one and one that I've okay. already brought up. Uh, number five. Chris, number five, Cristiano Felicio, uh, who my family yes. came in contact with at a hotel during the holiday season, uh, who saw us look at him and asked, did we want an autograph? And we politely declined.
3: That story is sadder than his stat line. All right. What? Number four.
2: All right. Uh, oh, we're not doing five, five, five. We're going straight down the list. Oh, we can do that. We can do that. i was just going to have you run down your list. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, number four, Lala Anthony. Yeah. Um, so I saw Lala. That got Russ's
3: attention. At a, uh, at a, okay. at a
2: Wolves game. She was sitting right next to me. Um, in the press
3: room uh, after the Blazers played the Bulls. Um, and I knew this well, Carmelo was, was with Portland. I was right. wondering if this was during the six hours that Carmelo was a Bull.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. This, okay. is, this is when he was with Portland. All right. Um, and I, I don't think there was anything special about it. I think this was just a...
3: Stop! stop. That. If it's this is rumor, like a, on, this dude. is a repeat offense for you.
1: Yeah, come on, you What's number three, put Tony? out there. Now you have to bleep that out because it's not true. It's a rumor.
3: Number three. Well, no, it's Tony. true. Like, number three, Tony. Number
2: three. <laughs> number three. <laughs> uh, um, the next one is Bob Love. Jeez, man. Hey, Bob I've never Bob never Love. Too. He was running for political office, and he went to my church. But I'm like, nobody's gonna vote for this guy. Okay.
1: All right. Number
2: two. Uh, Number two, the cast of Arrow. I pulled up to my local Portillo's, and there they are all the major characters of the show Arrow um, in line because Comic Con was that week, and they just pulled up to the Portillo's. What is that? Arrow, the show? Yeah, I've never heard of the show it. Show on the CW. CW, Green
3: Arrow. No, no, you saying the name of it over and over again doesn't help me know what it is. What, <laughs> okay, right. well, I
2: can't I can't go into further detail. All right. no, all
3: right. That'll be a segment for another day. Go ahead. Uh and number one, Dan Gilbert. <laughs> that's your number one.
2: Yes, that is my number one. Oh. Um, because I felt closer to him in that brief interaction than anybody else on my list. Uh, because I peed next to him.
3: Wait, <laughs> cal- wait, hold on, hold on. The Cavs owner? Yes. Oh, was it in the bathroom at least? Yes, it was just me okay, and him. Okay, all right. Uh, it was
2: during the draft lottery in Chicago. Okay. Uh, and it was just me and him in there. And uh, he, I said, what's up? And he said, what's up? How you doing? And uh, we peed I, next to each other in uh, silence.
1: I thought there. you were coming with some heavy hitters and you talking about some Dan Gilbert because you peed uh, next to him.
2: Now, were you talking to him I peed while next you to a billionaire. were... What are you... What? Are, hey, have you peed next to a billionaire? I mean, I've peed.
3: Next Actually, to a billionaire what, though? One of mine is close to that. Uh, were you talking to him while you guys were both peeing? Uh...
2: Did I say what's up? No, 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 no. Um, He okay. was wrapping up. I was just getting started. So in that brief space, I said what's up. What What hand motion are you making during this? What? Just to, that, you know... Just the two things passing by each other.
3: We're like 10 minutes into the show, and you've done so many things that have disturbed me on the video. I... We're actually almost 40
1: minutes into the show, but it's cool. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Russ. Um, I, I So, yeah, my number five, I, I'm going to get R. Kelly out the way. Cause yeah, played... how many of these
3: are R. Kelly related? Because we've covered a lot one. of your your crisscrossing with R. Kelly. Just, over just one.
1: I mean, <laughs> as the city of Chicago knows. He, he's been out here um r kelly number five on the list uh let's see how many one two three four i got six so he's, okay that's fine uh, I guess he's the honorable or dishonorable mention
3: on the list um uh, yes. charles barkley well you gotta tell me what where, where we i mean tr- r kelly was at cracker barrel right yeah mm. okay
1: and also mm. driving down the street in his
3: uh
1: his ferrari um
3: so, so, yeah, for those for those who uh, don't remember the episode where we covered this, you were eating dinner with your eating breakfast with your family at Cracker Barrel, Correct. And there was an argument between you and your mom over whether or not it was R. Kelly. Correct. Yeah.
1: And then I turn around and find out that R. Kelly is also sitting about 10 feet away from
3: us. Your mom was correct. She 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 usually is. She usually yeah.
1: is. Yeah. All right. Um, number five, Charles Barkley. Uh, we were at any nabj conference in 2017 um and we were walking like side by side and i look up oh that's charles barkley um number four d rose i saw d rose just honestly walking down the street in the city so anytime you see d rose it's a celebrity side Just walking around huh just walking around okay um Let's see what order I want to do these in. Here, I'll swap four and three. Number four is CC Sabathia. Um, we were at an event. I wasn't covering it, and C one uh CC Sabathia was in attendance. Very nice dude. Um, so he's four, D is three. Okay. Number two, one Gabrielle Union. Oh. This is I got the story behind. So I was on assignment for this, but since I wasn't covering her, it it worked. So Tony will probably remember this because he was there. Dwayne Wade's last game in Chicago, Mm -hmm. 2019, and the Heat were. I think he played really well that game. I think he almost had a triple double. And uh, going to the, he has his his press conference separately in like the little media room. And I'm, I'm dressed very well that day. Like I never wear a suit to like cover something, but mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in the building today. I feel like I need to had a suit on, look full good. suit, full suit, look good. Okay. All right. look good. And, uh, as we're having the press conference, I feel this presence behind me. And I didn't know who it was or what it was, but I'm like, something's changed here. <laughs> and so, uh, I I like I asked D-Wade my question. He gives me a really good, thorough answer. And I'm just like, yeah, I did that. And I don't even cover basketball. And uh I do happen to turn around and kind of see like who's behind me. And I see one gorgeous woman by the name of Gabrielle Union. And the best part about this story, for me anyway, is that the one time I've ever been in the same room as Gabrielle Union, mm-hmm. I not only asked a great question. and got a great answer. but I looked and smelled great in front of Gabrielle union. So in her mind, I don't know if she knew who I was. She probably does, but it's just like, (laughs) whoever that guy is, he
3: looks and smells great. That's great. And she's delightful. We should get her. We should try to get her on the podcast. Do you know her like that? I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know her like that, (laughs) but we could send a message or something.
1: You covered Dwayne for a long time. You think we could D Wade on here?
3: Well, we already tried and uh, didn't get any response on that, so it's not promising. All right, that's cool. That's cool. As much as uh, he's probably got a little more free time now that he's retired from basketball, though he does seem to be hosting everything. Oh, yeah, everything. I don't think he's waiting around for us to invite him on a Zoom call with uh, you, me, and Tony.
1: Fair, fair. Number one. Nor is
3: his wife, by the way.
1: Bishop T.D. Jakes. Uh, I was down in Dallas during college, and I was at a Starbucks uh, chilling with some friends, and one Bishop T.D. Jakes walks in. And I'm just like, that is T.D. Jakes. So that's my list.
3: There you go. Not bad. Uh, Number five, I saw Chris Bosch, which is not that interesting because I covered him, but it is interesting because it was at a P.F. Chang's in Indianapolis. Okay. See, that's what I like about these. Uh, number four, I saw TV dog trainer, Caesar Milan. Do you know who that is? Mm. Tony probably knows who that is. I do. Saw so him at JFK mm. with uh, walking around with two dogs at the airport, big dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on an elevator. These are separate instances. So I kind of combined these into one for number three. I've been on an elevator with Bill Murray and Drake. Mm. Not, not at the same time, mm. but uh, I feel like it's every Chicagoan's birthright to have some kind of interaction with Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, I was at the – you don't like Bill Murray? How do you not like Bill Murray? Everybody well, likes I, Bill Murray.
1: I like Bill Murray. Come on. But I'm going to refrain.
2: Russ. I kind okay. of agree. What's wrong with Bill
1: Murray? I think it's too much at times, and I feel like he's putting on.
3: That's the most disheartening thing you've ever said on here. And it's a long list. Um, I was in an elevator at the 2012 NBA all-star game. I think it was in Orlando, whichever one was in Orlando. That was the one. And I was in an elevator with Alex Rodriguez and just not, not, we weren't like hanging out. Uh But I, anytime I'm in these situations, I like to try to like kind of sneak a photo with my phone. I've gotten really good at these creeper pics. And then I send it to my brother and it just like entertains him to no end. And so I send him this picture that I kind of like discreetly snapped of Alex Rodriguez in the elevator. And my brother points out that the person standing behind Alex Rodriguez is Drake. That's a good story. My question was, who is that? Of course. I, I did not know. I don't how big was Drake in 2012. Probably pretty big. He was
2: still pretty big, like still one of the biggest got, superstars in the world at that time.
3: Yeah, artist of the decade recently. I know, I know he's big now. I know he's big now, but I'm asking had he made it at that point? Yeah. Like, okay. So that's on. Well, yeah, he
1: wasn't as big as he is now, but he was still a pretty big superstar back then.
3: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That adds up for me. Uh I once exited a porta potty. And the face standing there waiting to use it next was Tiger Woods. Mm,
2: that's yeah. got to be the best one so far.
1: Yeah, that has to be. I don't know who your number one is, but if that's not it, then you yeah. have to move a heavy hit. Now, one.
3: now that, was on, that was on a golf course when I was assigned covering the golf tournament, but I, it was totally by random chance that I happened it to be. And, and really, under any circumstances, I don't need to put any qualifiers on. You open the door of this dark porta potty and you walk out into the sunlight, and there's Tiger Woods. Standing there, face-to-face, waiting to use it next. Uh, and my number one is Clinton Portis. Ooh, you guys remember him, the running back? Yeah. So I would I went to career day at my daughter's school in Miami when she was in kindergarten. And uh, that was fun, by the way, to be there as a guy who writes for a newspaper, because you could guess how many of those kids <laughs> even knew what a newspaper was. Uh, when I was in the guess class and I... Kids, I'm assuming. What?
1: Just your kids, I'm assuming.
3: Just my kids. And my kids, Yeah. My kids, uh, my, there's a video of my older daughter, Grace, going on a rant about, you know, well, let's not get into that. But Anyway, <laughs> I walk into this room full of kindergartners, and I say, do you, do you guys, anybody of you know uh, what a newspaper is? And one girl raises her hand, shoots her hand up and goes, yeah, my grandpa reads that. <laughs> I hope your grandpa lives forever. Uh, but anyway, we're sitting in the library, all the parents, all the dads and moms that came in for career day. I'm sitting there with uh, this guy and I start, you know, just making small talk with him. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, what are you here to do? What's your job? And most of these people here are doing cool jobs. Like I'm there to talk about covering the Miami dolphins and uh, I might walk into the building. There's like, you know, uh, a SWAT truck and a fire truck and somebody came there in a helicopter. Like, uh, damn, I'm walking in like, yeah, I'm the real hero here because uh, we're seat, we're just seated next to each other while we're waiting for all this to start. And I'm like, well, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I work in media. And I'm like, oh, really? And so we start talking and he's like, yeah, I, I do radio. Like, well, what do you, you mean? What kind of, where do you do it? And what kind of radio do you He, he ends up telling me he does uh, broadcasts for the Washington and, you know, through like 25 questions, about 23 more questions than it should have taken. I realized this is Clinton Portis, the former NFL running back.
1: Should we put redacted? over uh the washington football team's name in that
3: oh did i say the name you did yes bleep it out please that's out of habit this just got awkward fun segment tony has a segment yeah that he it's his well, we always have some Tony Gill-related segments. People love Tony Gill. You can buy that shirt, actually. What does it say? Everyone loves Tony Gill or everybody loves Tony Gill. Gil. Everybody loves Tony Gill. Everybody loves Tony Gill. You can buy that at Obvious Shirts and you can get 10% that off it for, We
1: get that more for marketing purposes than, like, reality.
3: But <laughs> okay. <laughs> promo code adjacent10 will get you 10% off that. A lot of people, that's, maybe that's what it should say. A lot of people love Tony Gill or a lot of people like Tony Gill. But, Russ, <laughs> yeah. guess what? It's time for another journey. Inside the Mind of Tony Gill.
1: I thought we ended this last week.
2: Now it's time to enter the mind, 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 mind of Tony Gill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit more complicated than that. The inner machinations
3: of my mind are an enigma. Ooh. Tony's mind is an enigma, that's true. Russ, do you have any fears? Are there things you're afraid of? Like scorpions, for example. I know we don't have that here, but it, it, what's, what scares you, Russ? What are you afraid of?
1: I'm uh, not a big clowns guy. Okay,
3: afraid of clowns.
1: I didn't say afraid, of, just not a big fan.
3: <laughs> and I think that's code for being afraid of them. I'm afraid of uh, never earning my father's approval. Anyway, Tony, has all a fear right. that comes up every time he goes to a baseball game. Was there something? This is the time happened? for you to tell oh, yeah, yeah. people what it um, is, Tony. This is the segment.
2: Yeah. Um, Lights, camera, action, buddy. Every, every time I go to a baseball game, like I wonder why everybody was so angry that there are nets along the lines all the way down mm-hmm. because it's the safest thing ever like you prefer it. I prefer it. Who like foul balls and home run balls. They're just they're just not my thing. Like I don't want them around me. I don't want to catch one. Like it's really no reason why I would ever want one. Um unless it was like obviously worth a lot of money. It was like, you know, like Miguel Cabrera, he's about to hit what? 500 soon? 500 home runs? Like yeah. if it was monetary value connected to it, then I'll be like, fine. But yeah, I am not fond of any flying projectile at that high rate of speed coming towards me whatsoever.
1: The interesting thing about you saying that is I was literally having this conversation last night with somebody that I'm in the press box and I'm just like, man, you remember that two weeks where people complained about having nets at ballparks and you haven't heard about it since? And then you don't have that, hmm, nobody's died in a long time. Thanks yeah. like Right. You no. Know? Well, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. Of, of all the things that you talk about on here, that might be the most rational explanation I've ever heard you give.
3: Well, I've been to a couple baseball games with Tony this season, and there is like a visible kind of shrink from him when a ball goes into the stands. It, it, you seem legitimately afraid of these situations. What would you do if one landed Kind of in the in the row next to you like in a couple of seats next to you oh i would just like i would move out the way and, and another thing too
2: it's on top of the flying hard projectile that's coming towards me at a high rate of speed there's also the weirdly excitement from adults to push and knock each other over for this random projectile that they can buy at any store that yeah. they
3: please Yeah, you're going to break a rib trying to get this. It's
2: the weirdest thing. It's like, I am not going to injure myself pushing people over, knocking people over for something that has, unless, again, it's like somebody's milestone home run or whatever, or a record has no monetary value whatsoever. Nobody's going to pay you a lot of money for a foul ball. It's just a ball that just so happened to be at a ballpark that was hit by a major league person who might not even be that good. And people just like, just push themselves over. Like it's crazy seeing adults act that way. And it's like, come on, it's not that serious. It's really not that serious. And it's one of those moments where you just look at the raw human reaction to things they think is valuable and how they treat the rest of the people. It's just overall disgusting, in my opinion. Oh, they'll trample
3: a child to get that Yeah, ball that's ball.
1: what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's, that was my thing. It's like, they be pushing kids, grown-ups yeah. be pushing kids out the way yeah. uh, for foul balls. And I'm just like, all right, all right, you should not be allowed back in ballparks.
3: Now, Tony, if you did get a foul ball somehow, let's just mm-hmm. say, let's just say it bounced a couple of times and it like landed in your drink. Mm-hmm. So this thing came to you. No, there's no, there's none, none of the things that you fear mm-hmm. about this situation. Uh, what are you doing with that ball? Are you giving it to a child? Because it seems to be that proper etiquette at games is, if one of these adults does get the ball, mm-hmm. you hand it to the nearest child.
2: See, here's where uh, the petty Tony comes comes through here. Um,
3: so, is there a different version of Tony besides the petty Tony?
2: <laughs> so, um, if if I'm at like the home home team, and let's say I, I, I just happen to stumble across a home run by the the away team. I guess the tradition is to throw it back? Only at Wrigley. Oh, okay. Well, if I was there, I'm definitely keeping it.
3: Of course. Of um, course. Just They'll boo you. Hungry. Everybody there will boo you, I think, if you don't throw it hey, back. That's,
2: that's fine. That's fine. Um, and if it's a uh, a foul ball, I'll just throw it back. You would throw back a foul ball? You, yeah. get, you get
1: thrown out of the ballpark yeah. throwing things outside of Wrigley Field, dude.
3: Really? I didn't know that. Oh, throwing okay. back a home run ball you get thrown out yeah if you throw really? back a foul ball you're almost certainly getting thrown out yeah if you throw back a home run ball at any other ballpark besides Wrigley field
1: you're getting thrown
3: out oh. why would you throw back why would you throw yeah. it back why wouldn't you just hand it to a kid you could give it to a five-year-old kid somewhere in your section and it would be like the happiest day of his life and you're going to throw it back and get yourself arrested Oh, uh, i mean i didn't know the arrested part was the thing okay even still let's take that out of it why why wouldn't you just hand it to a child and make that kid's day I don't know that kid. That kid could be a jerk.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know the moral oh, oh, the values of could that kid. Jerk. The kid could be a jerk.
3: Yeah. That's a very
2: high possibility. Like he could've he could have just All came right. on from right. to this game from school after beating up a kid. Here I am like that and account. i got to give gift him something to make his day better?
1: No, screw that kid. Tony, you didn't even give me five minutes after my you had a rational thought compliment and then you just, just go off the rails.
3: He makes a fair point, Russ. Maybe that—maybe handing that kid a ball would only further his entitlement. Did you happen to see, by the way, the uh, fight that broke out at that? I think it was a Rams-Chargers game in LA. Let's talk
1: about it. Yes,
3: that was incredible. And, and the, there's is, there's is so much video. Like, thank God for 2021 and iPhones. All of the people that worked so hard to create the internet and cell phones, and all this technology. And we are using it for what it is meant for. We are using it for the important things in life, like getting, Russ, multiple camera angles on this fight in LA.
1: The the best part is the lady that ignited all fights. She was just like, all right, you can see her face. She's like, all right, how do we get this fight? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, all right, I got this full full thing of Pepsi. Let me toss this joint real quick. And then people just start swinging and yes. it's hilarious but also like you you can't let that lady back in the stadium right like her face was
3: amazing have you seen you know have you seen this famous meme of there's like a little six-year-old girl and she's just smiling while a house is burning down behind her that's her like, that lady had that look on her face and the first angle i saw was from behind the fight mm-hmm. like from up top So I didn't see who threw the drink. I thought one of the guys in the middle of the fight threw the drink. And then this guy that got the drink thrown at him, just basically like a bear just swings across the entire row at everybody all at once. But then I came across this other camera angle and it's this woman lobbing a a full Pepsi into the middle of this thing, like a grenade and then smiling and walking away. (laughs) But
1: But it's like, it's the turnaround. Like she's up there, She's yelling with everybody else. And then like she has this moment where she's like turns around and you see her, yes. mother, yo, how can we really get
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's right. She goes like, looking for something what, what and it's a do? Pepsi. And
1: she's like, what, 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 can, what can I throw? What can I throw? What can I throw? Pepsi. Boom. And then all hell breaks loose.
2: I like the three Stooges swing where he just slapped, like got through on all
3: three of them. <laughs> I, I, I like and
1: that. I don't know
2: who threw it, but I'm hitting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. Um, yep. so that was cool. Um, also his friend just pushing him into the jumping afterwards was also funny because he's going to look back at that. and be like, dude, you pushed me into that. Like what, yeah. what's going on? He's like, Hey yeah. man, how, everything was very, happening all at
3: once. It's you know? an extremely inconvenient place to have a brawl because of all the seating and, mm-hmm. you know, innocent bystanders and children that are going to catch some of this. Mm-hmm. But the seating and the elevation difference—I I don't know. Do you want to be? Do you want to be on a higher row or a lower row? I mean, what's better? And I, normally, you think you want to be coming downhill, but then th- that means usually there's a bigger chance you're going to fall forward into all this. Mm-hmm. Once that guy goes down, it—he when he and he did mm-hmm. once he went down, it was over for him. Yeah, I mean, it was just a free for all. It was a buffet of people just hammering oh, him. buffet
0: of hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you guys been to a store and or restaurant over the last six months? There's a, there's a common theme among them. I want you, I want I didn't want to know if you guys know what it is. They're all hiring. Exactly right. And it's not, it's not just small stores. It's not just mom and pops. It's like big chains, like Walmart and yeah. Target and restaurants and, 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 you know, Whole Foods, like all these different places
3: are hiring. Hotels. don't Have you found um, it at the hotels you've been staying at? Cause I have, when I've been on the road, for the past year, hotels are short-staffed. Nobody has yeah. enough people to work right now.
1: There's, the, They don't have a lot of people do the housekeeping, like they're short-staffed on that. So they're not doing it every day. Um, so yeah, you notice that a lot. And like you said, like they're op- the hours are sh- cut short. I've seen that in like places like Starbucks or Panda yeah. Express, they're not opening up the inside cause they can't staff it. Uh, and so wait times are longer. I made a online order at a Chicago staple Uh, a restaurant over the weekend i'm not gonna say their name because they don't pay for advertising on here but uh you can probably guess what it was it's the place that tony and i went a couple weeks ago
3: why don't you just say the name and then send them an invoice so we went to portillo's and
1: (laughs) (laughs) they'll have to send us the, the check um and they said all right it's gonna be ready 555 and i get in there 555 and there's a line of 25 people i kid you not and it took me 55 minutes to get my food. Yeah. And Jason, you know how I feel about treating people in the service industry. Like there's nothing that they can do about that. Cause they right. didn't choose to not hire right. enough staff and right. didn't choose to be understaffed that day. And there was a guy who was behind me that was just, you know, yelling what the F is going on. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. Get the manager out here. And he wasn't wrong because a manager should have to answer for that. Like, and, but I mean, directing the anger towards the person making minimum wage who didn't make schedules and did, does not hold, you know, doesn't hire people that's not fair. Mm-hmm. But it, I have noticed like it's changed the way I, I guess go to restaurants, order and all that. Like I make do a lot more online ordering, even since COVID, but a lot more online ordering because like wait times are crazy. If you want to sit yeah. in somewhere making reservations, I'm I've always been for that, but especially now because. You know, it might take 45 minutes somewhere where it would usually take five. Um, but yeah, everywhere is hiring right now. And it's honestly kind of crazy.
3: I keep thinking about it because I keep driving past the IHOP in our town and they've been trying to hire people for like six months. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do, be a line cook at IHOP, you know, just a couple of days a week, pick up a night shift or something like that, make a little extra cash. Uh, but then I think I would never want to do that.
1: We gonna keep it real. Why? Why? Everywhere's hiring. Why? I mean, if places uh, gave people a living wage.
3: Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, the the all these places that are trying to hire are not trying to hire somebody to be head of accounting right. or something mm-hmm. like that. These are not six figure jobs that uh, everybody's gonna claw over each other to get to. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You have to if, if these jobs are paying more, they don't have to pay six figures necessarily. But if they were paying more, I don't think they'd have trouble hiring people. But that then we're going to be the ones having to pay for that. We're like they're going to pass that cost directly on to us.
1: I think that's a cop out for people that don't want to use some of their profits to actually pay people what they deserve. Oh, I'm not making an
3: excuse for them. I'm just telling you what they're going to do to us. The oh, yeah, for sure. People like if Starbucks wants to start paying people more then you know, get ready for eight dollar iced teas.
2: Tony, we're going to say something. Yeah. I have to notice that everywhere I go, somebody's they're hiring. Um, But again, it's not like these, you know, crazy. Well, not crazy, but. You know, more like, for example, um, my girlfriend's sister is an IT specialist Mm -hmm. and they laid her off at the beginning of the pandemic because she was the last person hired. So she's obviously like, Hey, I got these degrees. I got these certificates. I should be able to work. And she just hasn't found anything comparable to what she's used to. Um, because they are hiring for those positions. They kind of like subsidize those positions and have people doing multiple things, but like the lower paying jobs, you know, White Castles, Chipotle, like they're wide open right now. And it's like, of course, if somebody needed a job, you know, they would do it. But it's like, why, why would I lower myself after working? So I got hard, this
1: doctorate. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. To get to, in order to be, it's like, uh, that office episode of the guy that I think the, uh, the Asian guy that worked in the warehouse, he was like, I came over here with a PhD in medicine and now I work at a warehouse
3: he was the number one surgeon back in Japan. And now he's right. stuck in the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, it's the same thing. It's like, of course, people going to do what they have to do. But it's like super messed up that they can't do what they're qualified to do. I'm with you. all
1: So wait. So, Tony, when you, you go to Starbucks and you see that they're hiring, mm-hmm. you 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 take it upon yourself to do any podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. That that has a position open. So are you going to be part time barista too, along with your thirty one other podcasts? There might be another
2: podcast coming up too. too. Uh, That'd then, be so. <laughs> what's your what's what's in development now? I can't I can't go into details just yet. But you know, <laughs> all right. Another, in fact, another two potential podcasts could be coming up. So
3: you know you 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 can, you're only one man, Tony. You're going to start doing one with your girlfriend. You guys going to try to like get oh, into no. that. Uh, uh, uh,
2: whoa, no, <laughs> we're, we're recording, dude. Like, what are you doing? Yo,
1: I don't even do that. You gotta, gotta bleep that out. 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 Yo, that might be the funniest thing you've ever said, but <laughs> you gotta bleep that out. <laughs> oh, Dennis Schroeder is a solid basketball player. Yeah. And he had the opportunity to re-sign with the Los Angeles Lakers on an $84 million extension mm-hmm. that he turned down because he thought he could get $100 million on the in the free agent market. And honestly, look, you want to bet on yourself, go out there, get your money, cool.
3: And we, we covered last week, people were getting crazy money.
1: Yeah. As it turned out, uh, Dennis Schroeder did not get $100 million on the free agent market. He didn't get $50 million on the free agent market, he signed for a one-year deal with the Boston Celtics for $5.9 million Um, that had to hurt. Like that's rough. Like you had, look, hey, we want you to come back. We love you. We love what you do. We love what you bring. Here's 84 million. Come back. Let's run it back. Nah, bro. I can get a hundred mil on the market. And I'll say, hey man, God bless. Go get it.
3: (laughs) How long ago was that? the i I'm, i kind of have bits and pieces i haven't followed it as closely as you have i mean was it like was it recently or was it like last year that he had that offer on the table that i don't know in the know. middle
2: of last in the middle of the season last year he was okay. offered uh the extension uh that would have gave him that would have made him over 20 million plus per year um uh, no. obviously with like some Dang. incentives and other stuff like that but yeah it was going to be over 20 million a, a, a season for 4 years uh, and he thought that he could get 30 on the open market, 30
3: per season. Was there a big market for him? Were there other teams, were there like, you know, terrible teams like the uh, the Kings offering that kind his, of money and, or what? His stock was certainly going
2: up, Yeah, but no team was going to value him more than the Lakers because he was yeah. working well with LeBron and how they played. Uh, LeBron always needs that secondary guy that can play make when he can't be in the game and Dennis yeah. was that guy uh for them and he was he was excellent he was excellent in that role and they were going to pay what i i thought was fair i thought 84 was fair uh for him but he thought and his agent thought he could get 30 in the in the open market and that ended really quickly
3: it's not like that's the end of the story for him because he is 27. I mean, he's still mm-hmm. going to get a chance. We'll get one more after this one year. He might not get that 84 million, though. Yeah, no, that might He'd have be- to have a heck of a year here with Boston to get that 84 million a year from now. Yeah, and it's not, it's not
2: like super, it's not as bad as Laurie Mark. Like, I get taking the chance on yourself and betting on yourself. Like, we've seen successes with that, Jimmy Butler. Um, but we also seen some epic failures. Isaiah Thomas, Uh, this Dennis Schroeder thing, just fumble in the bag. But luckily, he's young enough to do it where he can – he only signed for the one year. Um, But, yeah, it's – I'd be sick if it was me. No.
1: Oh, I'd definitely be sick. Like, to know that that was guaranteed and now you have to grind and you never know what happens with injuries and if you're going to have the same season – and if you even, if you're even a fit with this new roster that yeah. you, all right, I got to get something like it, it could be that could have been your biggest payday that you would ever have. And and you fumbled that
3: he could have got eighty four million to stick around in L.A. and uh, be the guy that cleans Russell Westbrook's car for him. If you're on the Lakers starting effective immediately, you work for Russell Westbrook. That's his team now.
1: You make him sound like such a bad guy, bro.
3: I like him. He's my favorite player.
1: You make him sound like he's like this terrible person and he's not.
3: You know, he, you know, he thinks that's his team. No. Yeah. I think you have a mis, a a
1: misguided view of Russell Westbrook. Like most people do. You make him sound like he's like a terrible dude. He's not terrible. If he's He's your favorite, if he's your favorite player, give him the benefit that he's not this terrible dude.
3: But what I love about him is he walks in there and he thinks it's his team
2: that was time for a Chicago Bears segment we call this
3: is fine I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently everything's fine that's okay things are gonna be okay
1: Jason you know before you get into everything's fine I think my favorite thing about today's everything's fine is I think I know what it is before you even tell me so I'm I'm excited
3: okay can I guess? Can I have a guess? I, yeah, if you want to spoil the whole segment, sure. <laughs> I think, listen,
1: is, are you going to mention that uh, the Tackle the Bears just signed that is a year, old, two years older than you? Because that's hilarious.
3: Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, do you want me to still do it? or? Yes, please, because I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. All right. Let me start over. Like uh, yeah, you, you could start at tackle for the Bears because y'all the same age. Yeah, but not the same size. Let, let me let me let me pretend like uh, like we never ha- had this little sidebar, and uh, we're just coming off talking about the Lakers. Okay. And here we go. Three, two. Russ. Speaking of great teams, things are going just fine for the Bears in training camp, mm-hmm. with just a just a couple of exceptions that I wanted to, to mention really quick. Uh, they signed a thirty nine year old out of quasi-retirement to play left tackle. Uh, Matt Nagy refuses to hold a legitimate competition at quarterback. And $70 million pass rusher Robert Quinn is injured again. So other than that, other than um, significant concerns at the three most important places on any football roster, everything's fine.
1: Hey, man, I saw Justin Fields ball out. Everything's fine.
3: Yeah, I hope you liked it because they're not going to be letting you have any of that fun once the regular season starts, according to Matt Uh Nagy. Is Matt Nagy going to be Mark Jackson? Is some other coach going to come in here and see Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, Justin Fields, Cole Komet and do something with it?
1: I'm scared he might be because I I feel like he has so many good coaching qualities, but I feel like the Trubisky situation scared him and now he doesn't want to Put get put too much on Justin Fields too early, and I, I that's fair. But at the same time, if he's better than the guy that you brought in and wasted money on, and and you know that's no disrespect to Andy Dalton, but sorry, I I I'm good. Like I want to see the Ferrari unleashed.
2: I uh, I hope not. I I hope not. I I like Matt Nagy. He's likable. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. I hope that this can work out for him where he finally got his guy and ended up working out. But, I mean, if somebody had to go in order to make this work, it's not going to be Justin Fields. Or Ryan Pace. It's not going to
3: be Ryan Pace when the person who decides whether Ryan Pace is doing a good job or not is Ryan Pace. Today, we missed a ton of things, man. Did we? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about him. So first, I'll read the news. Again, we have a news service that gets us this every day. Uh, the Jaguars have cut Tim Tebow, a tight end. And that looks like that'll probably be the end for him at 34. And he finishes with $10 million in NFL earnings, just contract earnings. I'm sure he's made a lot of money outside of that. But his exit means that just one of the 13 quarterbacks drafted in 2010 is still in the NFL. Do you know who it is? wait what year 2010
1: 2010
3: so that was sam bradford tim
1: tebow man I'm, I'm assuming it's a backup
3: colt mccoy of the cardinals you are correct 30 starts oh. in 11 years he's hung on so not a great quarterback class sam bradford tim tebow jimmy clausen mike kafka who's now a coach john skelton jonathan crompton rusty smith Bears sixth round pick, Dan LeFever, Tony Pike, Levi Brown, Sean Canfield, and Zach Robinson. The entirety of that quarterback class, zero Pro Bowls. Yikes. Yuck. Want some more news?
1: Yes, please.
3: Speaking of the NFL, uh, they've had it with all this taunting. Don't be so mean, guys. Mm. Break your body for every inch of grass against people who would break you in half if they could, and then walk back to the huddle as though you're returning a library book. Why is taunting such a problem? Who even cares? What's what's the point of flagging that? No fun leak. I'm telling you, man. If you're doing something that hurts people, I mean, I guess we got to consider that it could hurt people's feelings. Taunting could. Well, but but who cares about taunting, man?
2: Well, I guess they're thinking like taunting could lead don't to say fighting it because the kids don't
3: say it's for the kids, Tony.
2: I think it's just the fighting aspect, is like you're already in this hyper adrenaline induced state anything can really set you off. You already have to be angry to play the game. And if somebody's doing something extra in your face, it may result in a rage field fight. You don't really think about the consequences or anything. Like uh, I guess the whole, the whole thing is they want to get rid of Tyreek's peace sign in your face, uh, Tyreek Hill.
3: Yeah, um, yeah he got it 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 happened in the Super Bowl,
2: didn't he? Yeah, it happened in the Super Somebody Bowl. he did it back to him, one of the Buccaneers right, players. Yeah, they found him and did it back to him. I didn't have a problem with it. That's fine. But, yeah, but I think maybe that's the thinking of it. I don't even think they're thinking about the kids. I think it's just they don't want Malice at the Palace, the football version.
3: Let's do our weekly check-in on the NFL and vaccines, Russ. It's, these right. are usually uh, quite entertaining. We've had in the past, we've had Tony – uh Read a passage from Cole Beasley's smash hit single, Heavy Ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony's favorite coach, or one of his favorite coaches, Ron Rivera, had some very colorful thoughts on misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine.
0: And now, Tony Gill reads.
2: Hi, right, guys. Oh, I almost missed out, man. Tony Gill with glasses.
3: Is definitely- you just left the room to go get your glasses for this. You can read without glasses. I know that.
2: Well, I mean... Look, it, you wait, do this to look like a, to? an intellectual So then you'll They're look like a college you. professor On a podcast, Tony I have to get Tony Gill with glasses It's a completely different person, Jason That mm. <sighs> close to the line, man That close <laughs> Alright I'm going to throw a Pepsi soon so y'all can fight <laughs>
1: Lob it over the top to and yeah. See what happens
3: it's- uh, can we do that let's do that let's do a show field trip where we just go to a baseball game and just kind of wander past <laughs> people and just lava like, pepsi into the middle of
2: things yeah that would be great
3: <laughs> it's like that uh it's like
2: that boondocks episode, boondocks episode like, yep i time, thought about like, throwing a chair. chair it's oh. no automatic fight start all right guys oh. here we go Ron Rivera to sports illustrated you've got some quite frankly Whoa, that's a harsh word right there.
3: Honey, do you not read these before? Do you not read these before? Like <laughs> I send you these I in advance? I think that was rhetorical. and I think the answer is no. Like, it's the, the littlest thing to ask of you to just, like, glance over these before you read them. Peruse. Just peruse. Please. All right, try again, please. Okay. You've got some, quite frankly,
2: that are putting a bunch of misinformation out there, leading people to die. That's frustrating to me that these people are allowed to have a platform. And then one specific news agency, every time they have someone on, they say, I'm not a doctor, but the vaccines don't work. Or I'm not a epidemiologist, but vaccines are going to give you a third nipple and make you sterile.
3: Come on. To me, that should not be allowed. This has been a combination of two of our regular segments reading with Tony Gill and the NFL and vaccines Russ over to baseball. The field of dreams game was a big hit. It was mostly because they got a really great game, but it was also, it was the highest viewed game since 2005. And I got good news for you, man. I know how much you love field of dreams and talking about field of dreams and your Twitter being flooded by field of dreams. You get to go next year, buddy. Cubs and reds field of dreams, 2022. Ooh, yeah, great. No, 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 no. Okay, so I can tell you don't understand. Uh, the field butts up against a cornfield. No, nice, I huh? saw. Okay. It's it's based on this movie that came out like before you were born.
1: Awesome. Uh,
3: how, how is this helping with young people? It's great that they got the ratings, but I, what baseball needs to do is draw in young people. How is, drawing, how is uh, mimicking and recreating this movie from 1989 going to drawing young people. And by the way, like great that you did it once, but I don't know that this is going to be so interesting to be an every year thing, like the way those outdoor games are in hockey. Right. I, and I,
1: and that I, I was talking to my dad actually, um, the other day, like, I think. Was your dad into got, it?
3: Your dad is the right age to be into that. Well,
1: I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, I think it was great. Baseball got it right. They had a great game that held people to the end. You had the dramatic Tim Anderson walk off Homer. It was awesome. But I don't know if you're going to get that next year. And I think what's happened with in, uh, the NHL with the winter classic that started out as an every year thing between two teams. Now they have like 15 different venues and sometimes it's hot, you know, you got ice melting and stuff. Yes. So, I, And I'm afraid that that will happen with baseball. Like it'll lose the novelty if you do it every year. So I don't know, you know, for me personally, I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. But I, you know,
2: we'll see. There's, there's, Definitely, Tim Anderson hadn't seen the movie. Didn't care to see it, and I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of the players on the team had no idea about the movie or like what it was. I had no idea what it was. But I don't know. I guess it was cool. It's different. Guess, it's different. But like, I'm cool it's different. different. Like it's like. It, it, like, it felt favorite. visually, it looked like pickup baseball, which is cool. Like if you, if agree. they wanted to do continue to do a thing, how about next time you do like a Sandlot theme? Yes, that's right. Right. They, they had James Earl Jones backyard in it. like backyard baseball with professionals.
1: Right, see, that, yeah.
3: that's where That's where you might draw young people is set one of these up on the beach or set one of these up like on the back bay in Boston yeah. or something yeah. like that. Like there's some cool ideas you could do here, but I think pandering by going back to a movie from the 80s mm. isn't going to bring in young people, which is the thing that baseball desperately needs.
2: Also, um, I don't know if you guys had the same uh, thought, but when they saw the promotional pictures and videos of uh, the black and brown players, uh in the field it was like yikes i was like whoa uh i don't know if they intended it to be that way but it felt a little
3: slavey for me looking at it i can assure you they did not intend it to be that way tony okay uh, Russ, you look like you both want to say something and absolutely do not want to say something.
1: I just want you to get to your weird animal thing so we can end.
3: You don't know that that's going to be part of it. And finally, Russ, a family in Utah took their son to see an alligator in a tank for his birthday. You can do a lot of things for your kids for their birthday. You can get a bounce house. You can hire a clown. Uh, This family in Utah took their kid to see an alligator and got a very unfortunate surprise. I don't know if you guys have seen the video on this. It is shocking. It is shocking. Uh, But the moment that the handler entered the alligator's habitat, it clamped down on her hand and started doing its death roll. You hear a mom screaming at kids in the background to go, 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 go look at the snakes. Go look at the snakes. Just like go do anything else. Don't be around for this. Uh, You have the trainer yelling, we got trouble in here. We got trouble in here. One of the uh, men that was part of this birthday party dives in there and jumps on the alligator's back to at least stop it from doing its death roll. And eventually, they get this trainer's hand out from the alligator's jaw. And I, unbelievably, to me at least, like she kept her hand and everything. Like It's just some minor damage, quote unquote, if it's possible to have a minor injury from an alligator biting your hand, uh, a tendon injury and a bone chip. Uh, the trainer said it was not the alligator's fault, duh. And she didn't want people to think that this alligator was, quote, a mindless killing machine. Uh, Even though, you know, that's what it is. That's what God created it to do is to attack and eat things in the wild instead of, you know, uh, being captured and taken to Utah for you to show to children for profit. And that's the news.
1: I uh, every day when we get to the end of the pod, I have this moment where I have to like take in everything that I've heard. And today we just had an, a, an assortment of things that I think made good for good content. And yeah. If there was the award for amazing moment of, of the pod that I, we could give away, I'm going to give it to you, Jason, because oh. your random outburst. The alligator thing? No, no, not for that. But your random outburst. For that- Jack Haley talk. No, 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 not that either. We have to, we have to redact what you said, and I think Tony's going to put a bleep over it. But it was hilarious and it made me cry. And anything that makes me cry with laughter is an amazing occurrence. So I want to say thank you for that.
3: Well, I'm glad I could give you that gift. And uh, unfortunately, that does not work well in this medium because the audience will never know what I said.
1: It's all good. It's all good. But you know what they will know is they will know that we have shirts available at Obvious Shirts, Get 10% off free shipping, uh, a lot of cool stuff over there, help out us, help out Joe been a dope sponsor of this podcast and uh, has helped us keep lights on and pay Tony for his nonsense. Uh, For me, Russ Dorsey, my man Jason Leisure, Tony Gill, we will see you guys next week.
2: Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple of hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened. I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by.